now. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Good idea. What? Nothing, bye! I didn't find it. Oh my god. <laughs> no? Alright. I don't want to come up anyway. Go to work. Bye! <laughs> Marriage is a gift. From God. From God. From gay God, aka Ariana Grande. The- oh, I was gonna oh, say. Yeah. <laughs> we went in a lot of different directions there. <laughs> Ariana Grande. You're not wrong. You're not Speaking wrong. Speaking of a gift from the gay gods, um, it is 9 a.m. and I have already listened to Lil Nas X's new album twice over. It was released at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> that was on my agenda for today. Have you? Yeah, I was gonna say, have you participated yet? Because oh my god, um, I follow him on Instagram, and he posted a minute and a half long video of him giving birth to his album, and he like you know how like when pregnant women like their water breaks, he the doctors are like, <laughs> it's too much. The doctors are like. Nurse, his bussy water has broken. <laughs> he's, he's crowding. It's about to come. Just the nerve of this man. I am obsessed with it. I'm obsessed <laughs> with Lil Nas X and his nerve. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into <laughs> Instagram, you said? Okay. Insty, yeah. Put a pin on that. Okay. I'm going to have to show Julie. She's going to die. <sighs> yeah. She's She's also here for the nerve. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, speaking of the nerve, hello and welcome to the Full Volume Podcast. I am one host, G.I. Joe Lee. I am one host of two, Harvey Brunt. And today we gather on this glorious plane known as Earth. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, in my mind, it's just like Themyscira. So. <laughs> Uh, where young male rappers birth their albums live on Instagram. Reaching their bussy water, yeah. Right? Um, Eat your heart out, Madonna. I know. Don't get me started on Madonna. My brother-in-law actually has a theory that Madonna is has been replaced by a robot for the last 15 years. So that's that's something that's been... that There's been a conversation about that. Um, well, it's hard to stretch skin around hard metal so <laughs> that would explain the gathering increases yes. oh that's, does that petty i mean uh, i just i you know what this is the thing about madonna this is coming back full circle on the full volume podcast to episodes one and two when i gave my beautiful audio rendition of true blue but listen madonna early madonna is phenomenal later madonna she is so full of herself. I don't even like dislike her new music, but her as a person is so insufferable that I just, I can't get behind. I cannot get behind. Do not yeah. support. No, and uh, isn't, um, do you know who I, no, never mind. I was going to say, isn't Lourdes, no, she is not. It's Paris Jackson that was in, was it American Horror Story? Yeah, stories. Stories. I should say with a Z. No, with a okay. Z. <laughs> Never mind. I think that they sort of looked 
similar. They have a similar. They had a similar look when they were around the same age. But, I mean, yeah, I just, uh, I can't, I can't with Madonna. I don't even know anymore. She's just not the icon that um, I thought that she would be into, mm-hmm. into my old age, and sure enough, into her old age. But shit, um, shit happens. Yeah, she just yeah. becomes so delusional. Yeah, and I'm realizing more and more that well, here's the thing, uh, my spirit belongs to some, not. I almost said Selena Gomez. Holy shit, um, Demi Lovato. Do you mean Demi Lovato? Yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is the love of my life. Oh my god. She is pretty great. Uh, uh, I mean, aside from her, like the the only time in recent memory. I have listened and like felt something uh, for a celebrity when they're retelling their like their drug addiction story and their overdose overdose story and their survival story was like, okay, so did you watch John Mulaney on Seth Meyers talk about how they like had an intervention for his cocaine addiction? No. Yeah. He like, that was his entire interview on Seth Meyers was him talking about how uh you know he got home and all of his comedian friends were in one room and he's like oh this is an intervention i'm like (laughs) because up until now i he'd been pretty tight-lipped about why he disappeared for like a year ish Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. but any yeah i forgot he Um, disappeared that explains it he disappeared shacked up with olivia munn and now they're pregnant yes a child fixes everything. That's what I've learned. That's why. I, <laughs> shake That's why you have many plant babies. Oh, I got a new one. <gasps> I got a goldfish plant. Ooh, Google. Yes. Powers of Google. Goldfish plant. I got it for my birthday from my neighbor. She's very sweet. <clears throat> um, are they the plant people? They are the. Uh, she. I. She is a plant person that I didn't know was a plant person. She's very good with plants. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, goldfish plant. Oh, oh. <gasps> this is gorgeous. A native yeah. southern Mexico, Brazil, and Costa Rica. Oh, it's a flower. See, that's the thing about plants that um all these tropical plants that have been invading this house. <laughs> not, none of them flower. And I'm like, okay, so we're growing hot lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I you know what I'm actually in the camp where I'd rather grow hot lettuce because I feel like flowering plants are harder to maintain yeah they I, that's just me I mean I'm not I'm also I don't really have a green thumb I love plants but I'm not great at keeping them up but I love them like I'm you know one dies probably every three months so that's where I'm at with that <laughs> things aren't <laughs> things aren't going great um but I, they're I going feel- okay I feel like hot lettuce I could do. I'm like, that's, you know, I don't have to worry about flowering. I don't have to worry about, you know, it being too cold and all of a sudden it flowering or whatnot. Like hot lettuce, you just grow it. Yeah, it just sits. It just sits. It <laughs> sits there. Speaking of hot lettuce, Uh-oh. let's get into Ugh. Marvel's What If. Epi oh. 6. Oh, what? What were you, you going to say? I was going to say, are you referring to Michael B. Jordan as hot lettuce? <laughs> He's hot something, let me tell you. Even Jeez. in character. Even in character form, my my crotch was like, why do I have a headache? Like it was 
how do you make Michael B. Jordan more flawless? The answer is you don't. No, 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 no. The, the <laughs> initial answer is you don't. He is flawless. But la- this week's episode was proof that, yes, you can make him flawless by mm-hmm. actually just animating his his true form. <laughs> like, gorgeous, bouncy hair. I'm like, hello, look at that tuft on the side. Just going back and up forth. Mm. Love oh, him. My goodness. Okay. So we should this... also, I know this is really gross, but we should also eventually rank the men of Marvel in a tier system. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the, maybe the viewers want that. Belgium, what do you want? Australia? Phase one, all phases. <laughs> we, have oh. to do, we have to do all phases because I want to be able to rank Simu Liu number one. Oh, he's so or gorgeous. A tier. Well, I, we didn't even talk about Shane Chi yet. Hello, bonjour, first of all. And Cruddy. Is so I think it's like top ten Marvel films, maybe top five. Uh, it might be like six, but it's really good. I died. I died. You are speaking to the ghost of me. <laughs> boo. <laughs> <laughs> boo. <laughs> I can't say boo in that very specific drag race way. I just can't do it. Woo. <laughs> um yeah, oh. There, that that movie had everything. It had mythology. It had Aquafina. It had like bus crashes, bus chases, um, two superpowered human beings. Oh wait, superpowered beings falling in love in like a crouching tiger, hidden dragon scenario. Um, yeah, slow falling leaves, pastel pastoral landscapes, like. Yeah. Every creature in Chinese mythology was there. Ooh, Morris. It was, uh, yeah. Was, the, but still fun. I was going to say, um, also, big shout out to our boy Wong. Um, Wong's had like a month, let me tell you. He was in episode four of What If, for the Doctor Strange episode. He was in episode five, the Zombies episode. And he was featured in at least two scenes, maybe three, in, um, in Shang-Chi. Like he's Wong right now is the unexpected connective tissue that we needed in the MCU. And we didn't even know we need. <laughs> right. I like how they're using him and they're not just like sending Dr. Strange in. I agree. I, I noticed that too. And I was like, yes, this is a good role for Wong. Like, you know, we don't always just need to be hammered over our head with Dr. Strange. Like Wong is more than capable. Wong, Wong gets it. He's competent. He is a legend. He is an icon. He is the moment. Like, I get it, and I like it. I think that he's had quite the month. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, quite the month. Yeah, and I think the, and I hate to say it, but like, the AIP representation in Marvel is like, or the diversity committee, whatever, whoever struck that, is realizing that the, the people want, the people want Wong. <laughs> they want to yeah. see more of him, and like, uh, I. They pigeonholed uh, him into the, sorry, they pigeonholed Doctor Strange into, they didn't pigeonhole him, he's fully in, into, like, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. But in reality, I just I just want to see someone else making magic. Yeah, it, it benefits everybody. It benefits Doctor Strange, for preventing us from being burnt out from him. It benefits Wong by getting us to get yeah. to know him better. Um, it's, it's a win-win. <clears throat> yeah. Um, do you ever think I 
Yeah, do you know what I think I mean to say? Yeah, I mean to say, you just said it, which is it prevents Doctor Strange burnout, which, mm. what did they, 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 they created sort of like Nick Fury burnout when they had him show up at the end of every freaking Marvel movie to like collect for shit. Yes, so. Nick Fury, he lost his luster after a while. And like Doctor Strange, I think is kind of on the verge of that too. Like, look, he was almost in WandaVision. Let's not forget, um, you know, he's, he's in No Way Home. He's in um, his upcoming own film, and he's playing prominent roles in these in these properties. He was in, um, you know, Endgame, uh, had a big role in Infinity Wars. So he's he's kind of at that level where I get they need to push someone new, um, you know, because Robert Downey Jr. is gone, Chris Evans is gone. So they're trying to push new people. But um, Doctor Strange is at that critical mass level where they needed to pull back on him. So, I'm uh, yeah, the without making this about him, this should be about Wong. Uh, but mm-hmm. Wong is a more than adequate substitute to really tie the universe together. And he's a competent superhero. I, I wish we saw more of Wong, to be honest. Um, but it's it's still great having him. And also, I love the Rasp and Aquafina's voice. I don't know what it is, but I'm obsessed with her voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she just has a, like it. She just has such a. Uh, a distinct voice that when you yeah. hear it, your eyes could be closed and you'd be like, no, that's Aquafina. It's like when you hear, um, not as annoying, but it's like when you hear Fran Drescher's voice <laughs> as the nanny and you go, yeah. that's Fran Drescher. Yeah. Aquafina is the Gen Z's Fran Drescher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't mean to unexpectedly turn this into a Shang-Chi review podcast, but um, shall we go through this episode oh. of What If? Yes, let's do it. Uh, uh, So what if Killmonger saved Iron Man? That's the the episode name, right? Rescued Tony Stark, but literally the exact same thing you said, just different verbs. (laughs) So in the tragedy that is Iron Man 3, 2, 3? I think it was 3. It was 3. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Iron Man is held captive in Afghanistan um, while he's there. Uh, sorry, his convoy, the, the convoy that he's part of, gets blown up. Um, and in the movie scenario, he is captured, uh, put in a prison in Afghanistan. And that is where he, the origins of the arc reactor, come from. He makes an arc reactor out of garbage because <laughs> that's what... M- that's what fictional inventors who are super geniuses do. So. Sorry, this is really bothering me. Um, mm-hmm. I am completely wrong. I think it's Iron Man 1. Oh. Okay, you're <laughs> I just was like, wait, I don't think it is 3. No, it felt weird that I was saying this is his origin story and it's the third film. But I mean. Numero. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Okay. Rewind. Remix. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Belgium. In Iron Man 1. That's all I'm going to say, because I'm not going <laughs> to say all that again. So in uh, like most of the What If episodes, they take a scenario that we are familiar with, and then they remix it. Um, they took this one, and instead of being captured by the Afghani army, t- terrorists... Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he is saved when Killmonger, a.k.a. give me a name, give me a name. Uh, Eric Stevens. Eric Stevens. He is 
a member of the American army and he jumps in and saves Iron Man. Iron Man is so thankful that he makes Eric Colonel Steven, Colonel Stevens, whatever. He makes Eric the head of his chief security officer. Yes. Yeah, because this 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 man kicked so much damn ass saving him. Uh do we when do we find out that Eric is not who he says he is? I mean, uh, he's Eric Stevens, but I mean, it's about a third way through the episode. He exposes Obadiah Stane, who apparently was the one that, um, uh, you know, orchestrated the attempt on Iron Man's life. Um, And so, but that's all a ruse because secretly Eric Stevens is trying to get the U.S. to go to war with Wakanda. Um, He ends up in in a, I don't know, I can't remember exactly how it came about, but he kills T'Challa, woof. And then he also kills James Rhodes. He kills War Machine. Um... So that's kind of crazy, and, and it um, sets the stage for a conflict between the United States and and Wakanda. And so um, Tony confronts Killmonger, and um, Killmonger ends up killing Tony, which is crazy. And he stages it as a Wakandan attack uh, that ignites the war. Um, so uh, yeah, that's and then um, Killmonger goes over to Wakanda to talk to his uncle and his auntie and his, his cousin, um, Shuri. And, uh, he says, you know, I'm, I'm here for Wakanda. I'm loyal to Wakanda. In reality, he just wants to take over Wakanda. Um, and that, that, um, I guess I'm kind of glossing it over. So if you need me to slow down, you tell me to slow down. Um, but, uh, the United States sends in their completed robot army, um, the drones, which are, by the way, are very, very Gundam, very anime, very, very Japanese 2000s, late yeah. 90s, early 2000s. Loved that aesthetic. Um, he, Tony even mentions that this looks like a Gundam mech. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, because Obadiah, I should say, we'll interject with Obadiah Stain, because they're in cahoots, gives vibranium from Wakanda to Eric, who then gives it to Tony. Tony creates... Um, the technology, the Iron Man, Iron Army technology, um, without without uh, inventing the arc reactor, mm. um, and then that's what he gets killed for, that secret, okay. and then all of his possessions, because he's unmarried, gets reverted to the American government, and that's how the Iron Army is formed. What a tangled web we weave, mm. truly. I didn't think um, we're going to get an espionage episode. We have that coming with Hawkeye, so. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Sorry, where did you leave off? Um, he wants everything. <laughs> he wants it all. In the words of Zac Efron and Sharpay Ryans from High School Musical 3, I want it all. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so... There is a war that breaks out between the U.S. and Wakanda. Uh, the U.S. sends in their, their Gundam robots. Um, Killmonger leads the Wakandans in successfully defeating them. Uh, and in the aftermath, after he's, you know, after the Wakanda has defeated the robots, Killmonger, he ingests the, um, the heart-shaped, heart-shaped herb, the one that turns you into Black Panther. And then he has a nice little uh, tete-a-tete with T'Challa's ghost on the... On the 
uh, what's that plane called? Powers it's, of Google. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called now. Wand <laughs> in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the point is, T'Challa warns him that his quest for power, his, his lust for power will not satisfy and that he will never um, bring justice to the world because Killmonger's whole, like, his whole MO and his whole vibe is that he feels that Wakanda has been oppressed for so long that they should be armed with the most state-of-the-art weapons in order to liberate themselves from the oppressors. Um, but T'Challa basically, you know, argues, I guess, back that, you know, um, there's no liberation that really comes from war. You know, no true liberation anyways. There's, I mean, there's certainly momentary liberation, but, you know, things have always have a way of, you know, oppressors and suppressors always have their way of, of, uh, of, um, getting a hold again and it's that's that's human nature sadly <clears throat> anyways tangent um as the united states uh prepares to eradicate wakanda that's when um killmonger's cousin so t'challa's sister shuri visits pepper Potts uh and basically gives her the tea like pours it for her it's like here's your mug pours it about uh killmonger's deceptions and then they propose to work together to expose killmonger because killmonger has wronged both the U.S. and Wakanda, so that's how the episode leaves off. Very open-ended, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, concerns, comments. Uh, I just get this really strange feeling that they're having with Marvel. What if they're having fun? I have a broad, generalized comment and concern. Um, like zombies, I don't think they're going to write into the this MCU canon, but. I know with the Black Panther movie that Shuri is taking over. So it's like they're trying to write her into the onto the throne of Wakanda. Is this how they're doing it? They're leaving this very open-ended. Uh, writers are now leaving everything open-ended so that new writers, when they pick up the old stories, can continue them. Um, because they can't, they, they can't naturally put her in any place of power. Um, Marv, wait, pa- Pepper Potts and Shuri are kind of in the same place they were right now in the canon, yes. despite yes, there are. being any like world shifting events. So that's a good point. The and I mean, the only it's a very per- safe episode. It's a safe episode, but I also, I mean, it clearly doesn't live in the same um, universe as our as our mainline universe because you know uh, they killed off James Rhodes. You know, it's yeah. it's a different universe for sure um but i yeah it's interesting to see if they're going to be drawing parallels to this going forward in the next black panther movie or whatnot um also killmonger in general kind of an underrated villain to be honest tbh mm-hmm. i like i like killmonger not just the fact that he's like stupidly hot um <laughs> but he, he's he's got like an interesting motivation because like i kind of said earlier like he a lot of the conversation and a lot of the motives behind Killmonger is that he feels, and this is what makes a great villain, is he feels he's right. He truly thinks in his heart of hearts that he's right, that, um, you know, Wakanda is being oppressed, you know, and that, you know, these these people that are oppressing, um, suppressing? Suppressing? People that are suppressing his people, they are the villains. And maybe he's right. Maybe he is. Um, but the way he goes about writing that wrong, it's it's very radical. 
he's almost in a way, I think there's maybe some parallels between Killmonger and like characters like Magneto, you know, where Magneto thinks the same thing about mutants or mutants are being persecuted and, you know, oppressed by humans. Um, and they go about it the same way. They go about a very Malcolm X, which is very like war, anarchy, you know. Um, a little extremist. Little extremist, yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, Killmonger is actually a really, a pretty interesting villain um, and kind of an underrated one. Like, I th- unfortunately, I think he's sh- overshadowed by, you know, Thanos, Loki. Um, now we have Agatha. Um, so I think there's been some real iconic villains, but Killmonger is a strong little villain that I don't think gets enough credit. Yeah. And like the danger with somebody like him is that he's relatable and people who are on the uh, who think with the opposition, who think the opposite of what he thinks. It's it's understandable why someone like him would think what he does. And can we, I can almost meet you there. But my line is drawn at murder. Yeah, totally. So, or, or death and destruction or like bodily harm, mm-hmm. let's say. I don't want to draw comparisons to the People's Party of Canada, but oh my god, maybe... I saw a sign for them. They're they're popping up, girl. Um. Okay. So tangent slash real world injection. <laughs> this city is covered in purple signs. Really? Covered. But here's the thing: the majority I've maybe seen like five or six on people's yeah. properties. We'll only really seen them like on public spaces where you're allowed to have like where other candidates are allowed to like have all their signs too. Like so on the on the highway, every like mile or so, there'll be like purple. a purple PBC party. But here's the thing. It's also accompanied by one of those tre- like treacherous no lockdown signs. And every single lawn that has a PPC sign has a no lockdown sign. And I'm like, oh, that's how they're duping people into taking their signs. Because they're not telling them about the clear xenophobia that is rampant in their platform. They're They're just scamming people into thinking that they will look like they're supporting small businesses. Here's the rub. I, a small business owner here, do not think that your no lockdowns campaign supports me at all. If anything, it does harm to you as a person. People aren't going to take you seriously. I don't know. Do you know what? It's politics. The the thing is too. So yeah, I've, I've seen quite a few signs and I was like, Oh shit. Uh, But there is a positive to this. And Mm. the fact, the positive is, is that the PPC is going to split the conservative vote. Yes. So the conservatives will not have as strong of a showing as they usually do, which is good. It's still a little concerning that PPC is getting traction. I They 100% will not win federally. They will not win provincially. Um, they might win a few ridings though, which is scary. Yeah, a few ridings where there's like, oh God, if only we could all be, what was you, one of the boroughs turned like completely green like they were able to win the whole wait the pro, maybe the province i, I don't think know. bc went green didn't it bc that's it i thought maybe. bc is all green yeah uh oh god i wish that our green candidate was good okay anyway 
Well, I mean, she probably is, but she's not going to win. And uh, we had our political debate hosted by the downtown board last night. And I, I, I submitted some questions and (sighs) so did my sister. Oh yes. I'm scared to watch it. But anyway, the thing is, I'm making, I'm coming around to a point. I can see what, why a platform like theirs is formed. I can see why Killmonger thinks the things that he does. He has very nationalist views about Wakanda, but they're taken to the extreme. Um, This whole interviewing immigrants um, in order to assimilate instead of integrate Mm -hmm. into Canadian culture. The idea that there is a Canadian culture is like wild. That's code for white supremacy, but continue. (laughs) Right. That's a huge dog whistle that I don't think even the candidate understands is a dog whistle. Um, But yeah, I just, he, he wants nothing but the best for Wakanda, but he's going about it in the totally probably wrong way. And Yeah. yeah. And he's, I mean, he's killed a lot of people to get to where he needs to get to in this episode. You know, he, he kills Tony Stark, he kills T'Challa, he kills um, War Machine. So, like, in this episode, he makes some some big plays that are, frankly, kind of un- unexpected. Um, so, and I feel like now, like, with T'Challa, we've, his death has been featured quite a bit in different things. And it kind of just, like, it hits home. I'm like, oh, my God, Chadwick Boseman is all dead in real life. So, like, he's not going to be... You know, going forward, like you said, Shuri's going to be filling in for him, um, which is crazy. Mm. But um, it's just, uh, anyways, Killmonger makes, yeah, he makes some big plays. He does. And it's, um, it kind of like reinforces the fact that he is a threat. He's a small scale threat, but he is a threat. And he's just, he's well done. I like Killmonger. You don't really, like, his character isn't different here than it is in Black Panther. It really isn't that different. Just no. the um, I guess the difference between his two storylines so far is that it's when he um, inserts himself into the MCU at a different time point, i.e. Afghanistan, that causes this ripple effect that's completely different. So, but he's for 95% really, he's like the same character and he has the same motivations pretty much. He just goes about it differently this time, which is kind of an interesting point to take away from this. Mm-hmm. That... I thought he was actually going to, they're actually going to write him as a good guy, but then no, not a good guy. Mm, not Still surprised either. Yep. Still a <laughs> no, heel. No turning. But yeah. I, okay. Uh, one, one, uh, one flaw, I guess. Okay. I was underwhelmed by like, Okoye. Yeah. Okoye and had Shuri. A... Underwhelmed, but um, I'm just going to give a little shout out to Okoye too. In this... Yeah, I agree. She didn't have like too profound of a role this episode, but I do like how, again, she was in the last episode. She's been in a few episodes this, mm-hmm. um, this season of What If? And like, I'm really excited to see her in the, the Wakanda Forever series. Um, she's she's kind of filling she's kind of filling that like Wong role right now where she's kind of like a bit of a connective tissue right now across a lot of these different um, heroes. So 
I like that aspect, but I agree that she was kind of wasted in this episode. She was mostly there for action scenes. Yeah, and because of those action scenes, I get this weird, like, oh, uh, you know that um, that feeling that you first got when you saw Magneto and he went up against the X-Men and you're like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. he's, like, unbeatable. Metal zaddy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I felt <laughs> during that bi- battle scene. I was like, oh, she's going to go in there and she's going to bust shit up and she fucks everyone up untouched untouchable she goes into different universes she's untouchable anywhere she steps and she's got a a goddamn spear that's all she has and it's like oh god when this woman die well this woman will never die hopefully yeah it her character but um i feel like they're starting to uh kind of they're, they're kind of turning her into almost like a godlike creature, a godlike side creature. You know, a godlike side creature. Okay, give me, give me side a little more. Character. Okay, like, they're always be around. They're like happy. Happy's not super powered, but he's always around to help, and he's almost like he'll be in the heat of battle. One, a battle that Spider-Man is told by Iron Man that he shouldn't be in, and like Happy will hit. Like this is not. A, a scenario that exists but happy will like hit something with a book and come out on the other side where like with his t-shirt a little bit marred mm-hmm. um okoye goes into battle or searches for other characters or uh steps in to impart some kind of wakandan wisdom um inevitably ends up in a battle scene because we all like to see the dora milaje fight um unscathed Always. Wong goes into battle. Mm, Died once. But then was remixed and brought back again. Remix. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there he is again, unscathed. Scathed-ish. He's he's the one that has probably the most visible um, battle wounds. And in the tier, like, tier, in a tiered list of the most battle scars to the least that are visible. I would say Wong's at the top, but he it's, he's, they're almost becoming like untouchable. They're untouchable. That welcome to the comics though. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's where the, the writing is starting to show through the comics. Part of it is starting to, to show through because in reality, these people would be dead. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. Well, maybe not Wong. Definitely Happy. <laughs> oh, Happy, yeah, would have been dead in Phase One. <clears throat> um, if he wasn't John Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. And like I, that is, I, I knew we were gonna get there at some point with the MCU. It was only inevitable. As certainly as we get into like the multiverse and stuff, I knew this kind of stuff was gonna happen. And we're gonna, I feel like we're gonna get to the point too, where eventually we're like someone's going to die in the mainline MCU, someone important, and they're just going to be replaced by their version from a different timeline. It's going to happen. Maybe Gamora. it's Gamora. Gamora. Oh, yeah, there you go. Gamora. Scarlet Witch. No, I was going to no. say Evan, Evan Peters eventually. Right? Yeah. Because so. I would love for a Ralph Boner to exist in the same universe as a, as a Quicksilver, so that's fine. <laughs> I still can't believe they did that. I'm like eight months removed from that, and I'm still shook. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, 
Speaking of Evan Peters, I finally watched Double Feature. How far are you? I'm all caught up. Oh, bitch. Okay. <laughs> I I have not watched the newest one, but I'm I'm pretty far. But you saw him in drag, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's and our two Eure- favorite things. Eureka Evan- was there reading him. <laughs> yes. She did a good job. But it's our two favorite things, Evan Peters and drag. What more could you want? Uh, him to be a vampire. Oh, wait, that happened too. Oh, boop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, they've. I think they did a good job with double feature this season because it's short and to the point. They don't drag it on like they usually do. Mm. Yeah, I think that they really um, did some magic. Here's the thing. Can we speculate about AHS a little bit? As long as you don't give me the latest episode, yeah. I will not. Do you think they did a double feature because Evan Peters won't work with Emma Roberts and maybe Emma Roberts is in the next? Okay, T. Um, (laughs) That's a fairly good, I don't know how bad of um, terms they're on, but I actually do know that Evan Peters um, just finished filming um, uh, a Jeffrey Dahmer miniseries for Ryan Murphy, of course. Um, so I think that's actually the reason why he wasn't in the second part of, of Double Feature, because he's not in the second part. Okay. Okay, then I will, okay, I'm going to chalk it up to Ryan Murphy, um, realizing that it is better for everybody and the writing of the show for there to be abbreviated parts. Okay. Let's, let's go with that theory. Maybe there's more subsurface. Also, Sarah Paulson said yesterday on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen that this is her last season of HS. But am I sad? I don't know. Like, she's amazing. Like, she's so good. But also, like, she's been in nine of the ten seasons. Yeah. And she, it's kind of getting to the point where she's character acting. Yeah, you know? she is. It's, it's almost... Too, okay. For anyone who doesn't know, in this season, she has prosthetics. And she plays, like... An untalented vampire. Yes. Uh, and it's getting a little too, like, musical theater E, you know? Her character, at least. Where it's, like, over the top. Oh, it's very over the top. It's entertaining, like, but it's very and, over the top. And I, and I say this, having watched her play a two-headed Siamese twin. Yes. <laughs> this is so, this is the line <laughs> that she digest digest that how you will like it's just too just <laughs> untalented method vampire too much yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I do love know. Sarah Paulson but I, I think I think the show will be okay without her I think so too I mean um she can always come back and forth she didn't have to be in all nine seasons. Yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes I felt her inclusion was unnecessary. I'm like, okay, you're you're literally looking for a role for Sarah Paulson. Like, you literally created a character for Sarah Paulson to play. I feel like at this point, she can take a break. Like, the show was fine without Jessica Lange. You know, we love Jessica Lange, but it's it's lived on without her. So I I think we'll be okay. Yeah, you, you really gotta. I think I think you're correct in saying what you just said, which is. Just write a character that's juicy enough for her. Like, once we get a really, really good one, we either invite Jessica Lang back or Kathy Bates. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Kathy. I haven't seen her in a little bit. Right? And, like, we hadn't even seen her for a long time until Roanoke. Uh, oh, yes. I and 
so good. <laughs> Holy shit. I like it's like when I was a kid, I watched Misery and I couldn't sleep. Then I grew up and then I watched Roanoke Nightmare and then I couldn't sleep. And both times it was <laughs> Kathy Bates. Bates. Yeah. Holy. Oh, that is such a whack character. The Butcher. So good. Yeah. So good. Um, okay. We also haven't seen Angela Bassett in a while, tying it back to Wakanda, but we haven't seen Angela Bassett in a while. Mm, and I miss her. She, and it would be nice to give her the juiciest of roles. Like, I'm glad that they didn't um, bring her back for American Horror Stories and make her like a therapist in the in the scare house. Agree. Uh, but oh, have you you've been watching stories as well? I've watched um, four of them. I haven't watched all seven. Okay, cool. Because the latest one has Billy Lord in it, and it's amazing. Oh, is this the one where she's pregnant? Yes. Okay, I've heard I've heard good things. I heard it's it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it is. It's totally wild. It's fucked. It is exactly, it is exactly as fucked as you need it to be. <laughs> that show. It's just it does something to you, <laughs> right? Like between okay, so right now currently I'm watching that Big Brother. I'm catching up with Star Girl. I'm. It's everything starting to blend in. Yesterday on the Spider Cast. Sorry, Wednesday on the Spider Cast. I made. Uh, we were talking about the Spider-Man episodes where Morbius, Michael Morbius, the yes, was in it. Yeah. And I said, well, maybe he's un. Someone's like, wow, he's really blue and he looks like pale. And I made a reference. I was like, well, maybe he's just untalented and no crickets, crickets. Oh, I would have gotten that. I know. I would have like, just took the black pillow. No, oh. <laughs> oh, sweetie. Someone's been hanging out in Provincetown too long. <laughs> That's what happens to the gays too. We take pills and we just end up zombies. The, un- <laughs> the untalented ones become zombies. Yes, but we all have the same thirst and aggression. <laughs> it's such a. It's. I couldn't believe that this is. This is the exact kind of storyline and writing that I'm I live for. Like it's so ridiculous th- that someone would engineer a pill that harnesses the power of creativity. But I if, know. But if you're not talented, you turn into a fucking bloodthirsty bloodthirstiest. Yeah. Vamp human cannibal. Like ugh. barely sentient creature. <laughs> <laughs> but they all but but make it fashion. You go to Billy oh, Lord's shoulder pads. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh my god. And I love how they explain it. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the fashion gays came to Provincetown, and when they all died, they left closets full of like couture, <laughs> and they just gave it to me, and now I sell it. <laughs> like, what? I love how gay this show is. Like, right? I love it. It's the and best. I, I want it to be wrong, but it's real. Anyway, <laughs> all good horror is based in reality. See, see. Mm. Oh, speaking of fashion gaze, mm. that gala, holy crap. Okay. Oh my God. Did you see Kim Petrus's horsey look? <laughs> so what were you going to say? You were going to go somewhere with Very this. Very AHS volume one. Volume one, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, Ryan Murphy did it better. <laughs> Wouldn't it be have have been hilarious if her um if the person who accompanied her wasn't just like some hired hand from Balenciaga and it was Evan Peters? It was <sighs> yeah. Oh my god. 
It would have been the gag of the century. Oh, that fall, that gala, I mean, just so many looks. I'm like... Coming full circle, did you... Oh, little Nas X, just the queen. Oh, just yeah, yeah, his fucking look. fucking Cinderella. The Jesus reveals. Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I had to put my phone down after that. I was like, you know what? I'm only, I've only seen two outfits. Kim K and Lil Nas X. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta settle down, have some coffee, <laughs> think about my life. <laughs> I have to transcend to a higher state. Excuse. <laughs> well, I think that does it about wrap it on this episode that we only spent half of our time talking about. And then the other half we talked about. Fuck it. No one cares about Killmonger. Everyone knows it's awesome. We need fashion. Um, we need drag right? race. We need queer horror. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you want to hear any more of our episodes where we talk about all these other things and not the show that we're here to talk about, <laughs> you can catch us online at www.comicbooksyndicate.com. We're also available on Spotify, Apple iTunes. Uh, iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, pretty much wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts we're there just search full volume podcast or the comic book syndicate network uh you can write us an email if you want um don't don't be sending us fake sponsorship i can smell fake mm. oh have we been getting fake sponsorship uh people want us to be influencers on their sites and i'm like uh I'll go to their sites and all of these people, because they what they do is they recruit people to send sponsorships too. But these these agencies are fake. Mm. So they're trying to take our money or what are they trying to take? I don't know. They're trying to, it's weird. Like, they're like, these are the people that we have on board so far. And it's like, no one I've ever heard of. Or like, you know what I mean? And then the the types of things that these people are talking about or that they would have a sponsor have nothing to do with anything that we do. Like pills. Like you're the usual. Pills, herbal supplements. Honestly, I think I'd sell my soul for a quick check. But it's just... Okay, okay. Sponsors, if you're listening, I'll sell your product. Not kidding. It's like um, Audible. I read a lot of books. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe um, and code Harvey Brent for 10% off. Yeah. Right. Um, um, but yeah, I'll I'll dig out the good I'm waiting for the good ones because these okay. ones will be like mm. um and I'm not here I'm not I'm here to get mama paid. Hey. I'm not here to eat a bunch of pills. I can't I can't do it. I can't I can't just take it for the product. No. I'm here for pay, pay art. Well, pay artists. We do this. Pay artists. Yes. We we spin our wheels and we are are shady for free. So I think it's worth it to pay us. We can like we've been holding back two sponsors. Like we can we crank it up. Like we're just doing that because like we don't want to turn people off. But if you pay us, we'll turn off whoever you want us to turn off or turn on whoever you want to turn on. It goes both ways. It we goes are, both ways. We are we are a full salary crew. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> until next time. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you been? What? Who have you been? 
You've been. I, I, I've been Harvey Fred. I've been G.I. Tilly. <laughs> and until next time, keep it loud. No, keep it loud. Keep it at full volume. I'm Bye. <laughs>